At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, still on crutches myself here, still recovering from ankle surgery and hopefully getting my cast off uh, sometime mid this week. And hopefully that means walking boot and walking again because I'm just about going crazy. And I just want to know how I can talk to Clayton Kershaw's doctor and also get an epidural in case you missed it. Uh, Clayton Kershaw went on the injured list with low back pain. Same. Same. Dude, walking around on one foot is the absolute worst for your hips. I don't think your feet are supposed to be at different heights constantly. So I feel you, Clayton. Uh, went on the injured list with low back pain after leaving Thursday's game against the Giants in the bottom of the fifth inning. He said he felt discomfort, yes, to put it lightly, on the left side of his lower back, which is the opposite side of where he had inflammation in his SI, sacroiliac joint, earlier in the season. And Friday he received an epidural injection. Help out a friend. I would love that, Kirsch. I believe he's also throwing his ping pong tournament, which is a huge fundraiser and benefits, obviously, all the charities that he supports on Monday because the Dodgers are not playing on Monday. Happy Monday, by the way, if this is your Monday that you're catching this. And uh, ping pong tournament. I actually looked this one up, and it's $1,500 for general admission for this one. So at least we know they are raising money. They certainly are. But uh, a little bit out of my budget, a little out of my price range. Plus, I'm on the crutches. It's like a whole thing. Uh, but I heard Rob Lowe is hosting. So how about that? Only in LA. Nevertheless, uh, epidural injection on Friday. No timeline for when Kershaw will start throwing again. But Dave Roberts seems pretty confident that this is some pain that he's maybe familiar with, and he's familiar with the epidural injections. And so Hopefully, 
doesn't seem like he'll miss a significant amount of time. Also, an MRI on Friday didn't reveal anything new or different from his last MRI earlier this season. So that's all good. And we hope that he's on the mend. Um, just, you know, one injured athlete to another. Uh, today, we are going to talk about, of course, the Dodgers hosting the Twins. That's going to start Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then the Angels are at the A's again, Monday through Wednesday. We'll see if it goes better for them this time out. And of course, we'll talk about Shohei Otani's a little bit of a hiccup, a little bit of a scare on Sunday as well. And then we'll get into some WNBA, which unfortunately and fortunately, it's this bittersweet time at the end of the season where the last WNBA games, in case you don't know, will be played this coming Sunday. All 12 teams will be playing, I believe, six games. And it's going to be just WNBA Sunday all day. And it's going to be very exciting. And then playoffs will begin, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. I'll have to double check on that. And for that reason, the schedule next week uh, may also be a little bit different with the podcast where we may do something like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, something like that. We'll see. Uh, that said, for today's show, Calvin Wetzel here to, prove the, uh, to preview the WNBA Monday and Tuesday games. Calvin, of course, in case you forget, he's a friend of the show. He's been on before. Great handicapper, covers women's basketball for Sportsline. Her hoop stats, gives out bets on spread the floor. Uh, so we'll get Calvin on and get all his thoughts and insights. And uh, with that, let's take a look at the local Los Angeles odds. Before I look at the Rams odds here, Colin Coward... Always, always a, a delight. And of course, I mean that facetiously, but uh, with his hot takes, one of which was that he thought that the Rams could run it back and that it has been 19 years since the NFL had a repeat champion. Pause for if you want to guess when that was. It was 2003, 2004. Yes, the Patriots, of course. Hello. Uh, but uh, it's only been done eight times before in the past, and right now the Rams are 11 to one to win the Super Bowl at Bet Rivers. The Chargers are actually 15 to one, by the way, and it's even more interesting, intriguing, made by the fact that we know that Matthew Stafford, at least the media, has been drawing a lot of attention to his elbow arm soreness that he's calling it. We know that he's had non-surgical things done to his arm, whether I'm sure a cortisone injection or something of that nature. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how his arm holds up. It sounds like it's a tricky situation, and that, I believe, was Coach McVeigh's words. So we'll continue to follow that along. And, of course, health, such a huge factor when we bet these football season things, especially futures bets. Man, it's it, we just assume health, right? We assume there'll be no injuries, but the, we, we assume there will be. We just hope it doesn't affect our bets, essentially. Uh, from there, let's take a look at some of the other odds you can bet on here. Let's stick with the football here. It's just interesting because you have your standard who's going to win the AFC, the NFC, etc. But then, of course, you have your uh, MVP uh, odds as well. And we're seeing Justin Herbert at 10 to 1. Only people in front of him, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen. I think we're all really excited and hoping for a Justin Herbert breakout seat. Not breakout. I mean, he's already broke out. He's here. He's arrived. But we're hoping for a really incredible season from Justin Herbert, especially based on what we saw from him just last season and just barely missing the playoffs. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Matthew Stafford's on this list as well at 16 to 1. If you want to look at a non-quarterback, you have to go down pretty far. Oh, look, there's Trey Lance. Uh, Cooper Cup on there as well at 66 to 1 to win the MVP. Now, traditionally a quarterback's award, so take that with a grain of salt, but it's there if you want it. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, plus 700. Only player in front of him right now at Bet Rivers is Miles Garrett at plus 650. And as always, shop around for the best number, right? But Aaron Donald at 7 to 1, pretty interesting. Uh, we also have Joey Bosa at 20 to 1 here. So. 
Lots of LA options as usual. So you can find all of these different things. You can also bet on uh, player to have the most sacks, all of that fun stuff. So definitely worth like a little peruse around Bet Rivers if you're interesting. And also most passing yards, Justin Herbert at six to one. Cooper Cup for most receiving yards at eight to one. These are all very exciting. Isn't it great that we live in Los Angeles with not one, but two incredible football teams? What if we lived in New York, guys? Sorry, Will Hill's going to get me for that one. But their baseball's doing well, at least. Let's talk about baseball odds. And let's talk about the LA baseball team that is not doing so well, the Los Angeles Angels, who are in action on Monday. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, the Dodgers back in action on Tuesday. But the Angels at the A's on Monday. The Angels plus 108. So slight underdogs here. And the A's minus 125 on the money line. The Angels run line plus one and a half runs there at minus 230. And then if you're going to lay one and a half runs on the run line with the A's, you get plus 180. Total for this one at seven. I was very surprised to see this number so low. But then I kind of took a look back and maybe things started to add up. So you can take a look yourself and see where that's at. By the way, is this not the year the Dodgers have to win the World Series? They're plus 325. They're the shortest shot on Bet Rivers right now. Yankees behind them at plus 350. Windows closing, right? I mean, the Padres seem to have just infused a little bit more talent into that division for future. So this is going to have to be the year. And I don't see why it shouldn't be. The Dodgers have been dominating. National League odds for them to win the National League at plus 165. Nothing super juicy or exciting in the futures market because they should be. They rightfully so should be. But let's talk about the Angels first. Before we do that, this week, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for same game parlay bets and gets on all professional baseball games. Create your ideal same game parlay of over three legs and receive up to three 50% profit boosts. That's right, you get a 50% profit boost when you place qualifying same game parlay wagers this week only. So go to betrivers.com, download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app for more details. And there's lots of other stuff you can bet on there as well. Uh, WNBA player props being one of my favorites. I can't believe that they actually incorporated those, and I'm very, very pleasantly surprised. Let's get into the Angels here. Uh, at the A's, Monday through Wednesday this week, the Angels right now, last 65 games. Do you think they've won 20 of them? They haven't. The Angels are 19-46 and 46 in their last 65. Uh, they're coming off of a three-run loss against the Mariners in their last game. Series ended up tied at 2-2. A little grudge match after the Sunflower Seed throwing of the previous time and the suspension. So not quite as eventful this time. Meanwhile, the A's are coming off of a two-run loss against the Giants in their last game. The Giants swept the two-game series here. And now we're getting Angels and A's yet again, which is... Again, when I talked about this last time we were heading into this series, not but a week ago, we said this would be a good bounce back spot for the Angels, but they became sellers at the trade deadline, and now we're just kind of here looking for any possible way to bet this. So Angels left-hander Jose Suarez, starter for this one on Monday, 4.55 ERA, 53 strikes, 1.48 is the whip, and opposite, Oakland will have their lefty, Cole Irvin, so two lefties here. Uh, on the mound. He has a 3.04 ERA, 78 strikeouts, and a 1.06 whip. So two lefties going on here. That could be interesting because the Angels, if you look at their last 10 road games, which is oddly specific, but at least pertains to this situation specifically, last 10 road games versus a lefty. Angels are three and seven. Not so hot. And also only seven and 16 straight up 
in their last 23 games in Oakland. So 7-16, and 16, looks like they tend to lose in Oakland and against lefties is what it looks like to me. Now, the A's offense has been a major issue, obviously, all season. They're averaging under, what, 3.4 runs, 3.39 runs per game. That's 29th in the league. So, quite frankly, very impressive that we saw them win two out of the three last time these two teams matched up. Again, not but a week ago. Uh, and even though... A lot of the Angels games have been going over seven runs for sure. Not much over, not like soaring over, but seven or more runs scored in seven of their last 10 games. So seeing a total this low is very tempting. Uh, but then you remember that the A's offense is in there and the Angels, <laughs> anybody who's not named Shohei Otani or Mike Trout and Mike Trout, who's not even in, uh, it's not very inspiring of an offense. Uh, five of the last 10 for the A's have seven or more runs scored. And of course you have to factor in who those opponents were, but the point being here, let's just look at last week, A's versus Angels. There was four runs scored in the Irvin versus Suarez, which is again, what we're getting here on Monday. There were four runs scored in the Otani versus Caprillion, which we're going to get hopefully on Tuesday. We'll make sure Otani's okay. It looks like he was all right. And then all of a sudden, 15 runs scored in the third game with Blackburn and Junk on the mound, which you would expect, I would I would assume, based on just the lack of experience on the mound, let's say. I'm going to lean under here. A's won two out of three last time. Let's see if it happens again. And again, Tuesday, Shohei Otani on the mound, and that's been my one bright spot. It's been our one bright spot, really, in baseball, right? Shohei Otani, is he not the face of baseball? I think I saw a tweet to this effect that said, is Shohei Otani the face of baseball? And I kind of feel like... You ha I mean, you absolutely have to say he's one of them. If we're talking about, like, top five, definitely. I don't know. He's he's so incredibly, such a unique... What do they what do they call him in basketball? A unicorn? He's such a unicorn that you have to imagine that he is. He is, and he's global, baby. He's 9-7 and seven on his win-loss record, 2.83 on the ERA, but has been struggling as of late. Struggled at least in the four-game series against the Mariners. Went 2 of 16 with seven strikeouts. So we're hoping that doesn't continue. And if you want something refreshingly Sunday and scary, which I know you're probably listening to this on a Monday or a Tuesday, and so you don't really want to relive the Sunday scaries, but let's do it anyway. Otani and Gonzalez collided on Sunday as Otani attempted to back up home plate in the third inning on a throw from outfield. So the trainers came out in his second at bat after the collision. Uh, he stayed in the game. Angels manager Phil Nevin said he's okay. Phil Nevin, take it with a grain of salt. He also said, just a spike in the top of the foot, which I know in baseball must be so casual. It's like for me and cheerleading, oh, just another rolled ankle. No, but just a spike in the top of the foot. Okay, I don't know if we needed to use just there. Sounds awful and probably will be the thing of my nightmares for the next couple days. Uh, speaking of Shohei Otani, do not damage the goods. That's why we're talking about this being such a scary incident. You don't want anything to happen to him because the asking price for him this offseason or really next July could be crazy. The question is, are the Angels going to trade him before he comes a free agent, which is after the 2023 season? Right now, Otani tied for 11th in MLB with 24 home runs at the plate, tied for 6th with 152 strikeouts on the mound. And obviously at the top of the discussions in the MVP and the Cy Young races. That's incredible. Who who can you say that about? Let's move on. But uh, I'd love to know your thoughts. Do you think they're going to trade him? Will they? Won't they? <laughs> History tells us probably not, not, not going to get it done. The Dodgers. Let's hope they continue to get it done. They host the Twins Tuesday and Wednesday. They have a 15 and a half game lead over the Padres in the National League West. 
that is uniquely Dodger, is it not? And again, it's so tough because the Dodgers are like that rich kid in your school who had like all the nice clothes and everything you wanted basically in the mansion and stuff. And you were just like, well, of course your life is great. Like, of course, of course you have all of the shiny things. And so we just hope that like, at least the popular rich kid is nice. That's like the best case scenario, right? It's the worst when the popular rich kid is like a stereotype from like a nineties, uh, after school special, essentially you want the nice kid or you want the rich kid to be like also nice. And we hope that that's how you view the Dodgers that even though we have this wealth, that we're still a likable team. <laughs> Hopefully that the Dodgers are a likable team. Now, the Dodgers have been on a tear. They've won eight straight. They just swept the Padres over the weekend. They swept the Giants before that. They covered the run line in all eight of those wins too. Dodgers run line, print money. And it's also their 30th win in their last 35 games. On Sunday, they had a 4-0 win over the Padres. Cody Bellinger, two homers. Freddie Freeman, two RBIs. Tyler Anderson only allowed two hits. Over seven innings went deep into that one. Meanwhile, Juan Soto, the big splash made last week, sent over to the Padres, went 0 of 2 with two walks, hitless for the first time since joining the Padres, which has, you know, not been that long. The Dodgers pitching staff has been incredible, though. They've allowed just one earned run in that three-game series. So, of course, they ask them, oh, were you trying to make a point, etc.? And they're like, no, no, we're just always trying to win. It's like, mm, tell that to the Pirate series. People don't forget. Let's move on to Tuesday's game that we're going to see the Dodgers back in action. And hopefully uh, Clayton Kershaw's ping pong tournament goes incredibly. If anybody's attending, um, I'm an, an incredible plus one. So let's just throw that out there. Uh, on Tuesday, Julio Urias, the lefty on the mound for the Dodgers, 11-6 and win-loss record here, 2.57 ERA. And a .99 whip. Oh, that's almost a little annoying. You want it to kind of just like, you want it under one, obviously, but 1.00 would be less grading to one's anxiety if one has OCD. Uh, taking them out Tuesday, two-game interleague series against Minnesota. The Dodgers have won the last nine games with Julio starting on the mound, but you remember they've also won 30 of their last 35, so they're not losing much. In fact, I believe their last three losses, we had a Mitch White game, a Mitch White game, and a weird, weird Tony Gonsolin game that I know a lot of people I know uh, lost some money on because you've won so much money, honestly, betting on the Dodgers lately that maybe that one didn't hurt as bad, but it was very weird to see a Tony Gonsolin loss there. So uh, Dodgers pretty reliable all the way across the board. Joe Ryan on the mound for the Twins, 8-4, 3.67 ERA, 1.08 whip. Dodgers run line, don't overthink it or don't bet it. That's always an option too. Sometimes the best bets we make are the ones, or sometimes I always mess this one up because it's Gil Alexander's line and I always jack it from him. Uh, sometimes the best uh, bets are the ones we don't make. Yes, Gil, if you're listening, I hope I did you proud. He's probably not. He has his own show. But thank you for listening. Let's keep it going. We're going to talk WNBA next with Calvin Wetzel. We'll preview Monday and Tuesday games right here on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet River Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. 
Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and excited to welcome back on the pod Calvin Wetzel. You can find his work lots of places, Sportsline being one of them, does a great job with her hoop stats, and of course, gives out his bets on Spread the Floor, which is powered by her hoop stats. Calvin, how have your bets been going since we talked last? <laughs> well, the last time we talked, I went on a really big hot streak, and then the last few days, lost a lot of it back and bet on a cold streak. Mm-hmm. So I would say overall, decent. But, I've been um, losing some money on the streaky. aces. What about you? What where where have you been falling short? Definitely the liberty. Definitely the liberty. The that's liberty my tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yeah. funny you mentioned that because that that's the lone game on Monday. So we're gonna start with that game actually. Liberty at Wings, which is interesting <laughs> because just to, like it seemed obviously we have this really close playoff race at the end. But I feel like we were just talking about the Wings being one of those teams that was kind of in the jostle mix. Now they're kind of asserting themselves these last couple games. The Liberty have actually put together a string, a smattering of wins. But I think it, I forget which guest pointed this out. The Liberty's wins, who have they been against? Like they did beat the Sky, which was big. Then they lost to them. They beat the Sparks twice. They beat the Mercury once, then lost to them on Saturday. So I'm not really impressed with the competition that they've been putting wins up against outside of the Sky, of course. And meanwhile, the Wings just nearly lost to the Fever on Saturday. Beat them in overtime, if you can believe it. Gotta love the Fever. I, I know that you were on that game as well. Did you end up betting anything on that fourth quarter? On the Wings Fever? Yeah. I well, yeah. Pre-game, I bet the Fever fourth quarter money line because the Fever oh, are yeah. always down by a million entering the fourth quarter. And yep. I don't know if anyone saw my tweet. They have the best fourth quarter net rating by far in the league over the last like month or so. And Not then of course, close. right, this had to be the one game where the Fever actually played well for the first three quarters, and so they were mm. winning going into the fourth quarter. So that one didn't work out. Maybe I should have waited yeah. and live. I don't know. But the Wings no, are such but a but that's weird the team. thing. Yeah. This is the part of the season where it's like, no, all the stats are telling us do this. And then all of a sudden it's like, what is going on? And a lot of that, of course, is getting affected by the playoff picture. So even if we just look at Dallas and New York, Dallas is sitting in sixth right now. They're 16 and 16, four games back from the fifth place Mystics. So kind of not really competing for that fourth spot or fifth spot rather. Uh, And then New York is a game behind the Mercury, game behind the Dream, who are in seventh and three games behind the Wings right now. With two games left against the Dream and the Wings. Is that right? Man, so only second meeting between these teams. Couldn't believe that either. They last played on May 15th. Wings won 81-71. to What do you think we'll see this time? Because the Liberty have been playing better as of late. Yeah, well, until last game when uh, they, <laughs> they laid an egg against Mercury, who didn't have Skylar Diggins-Smith <laughs> or Diana Taurasi. That's why uh, that was part of my cold streak, honestly, over the weekend is yeah. the fact that I hammered that line as soon as the injury report came out without uh, their starting backcourt, DT and Skyler. And obviously the New York line moved up a lot and then New York lost by like 14. So who knows with this team, they can come out and, you know, go on a really big hot streak and then play a game with, without the other team's two best players that they should clearly win and shoot whatever they were seven for 32 from three. I think we've talked about it on this show before how yeah. high variance they are because they shoot so many threes. They're so prone to, I mean, they beat the Aces on the road, I believe it was, because they made so many threes. So I don't know what to make of this team. It's all about if threes go in or not. Uh, but their defense was a little bit susceptible in that game too. So it's tough. Yeah. No, I know. The defense is a big question mark for me and why I'd be interested in looking at an over in this game. Obviously, we don't have the number for this just yet, but the Liberty, as you mentioned, lead in three points made this season at 306. Huge shout out to Sabrina, by the way. Sabrina Ionescu, first player in WNBA history with 500 points, 200 rebounds, 200 assists. That's great news for the future of this sport, obviously. But 
I would expect a high-scoring game here between the Wings and Liberty. I was surprised to see that the May game wasn't there, but I don't think that New York's offense was really firing at that point yet, so I think we'll see something a little bit different here. Obviously, May a very long time ago. But this is the fourth game in six days for both of these teams. That makes me a little wary of betting an over here. And New York had a back-to-back -back last week. Dallas is coming off of an overtime game. What do you think about the total? So, yeah, we don't have Bet Rivers lines yet. FanDuel, though, put it up earlier today, 161 okay. and a half, which I do mm. think they might be adjusting a little bit too much to the factors that you just brought up about how many games they've played in the last week or so. The Liberty-Mercury okay. game uh, without DT and Skyler went way under just a couple days ago. I think 161 and a half seems a little bit low to me. They might be adjusting oh, yeah, some I would of those have things. 165. Yeah, I was thinking mid 160s as well. So I would definitely lean towards the over on this one, probably more than I would lean towards either side because both of these teams are so weird and inconsistent when it comes to side. <laughs> we already talked about the Liberty with the threes, but the Wings too. They go out and beat the Aces in the Sky, the two best teams in the league. Then they get a Rike back and struggle to beat the Fever. So I have to escape in overtime. So who knows with either of these two teams? I, I agree. I'd definitely lean towards the over rather than yeah, being that's, a Yeah, that's where I'm looking. Would, you, would it be something like, I don't bet a lot of first half or first quarters. I know that you've done that. Dano does that more. Is that something where you would look at an over in the first half or first quarter more, or would you look full game? I think I would probably look full game, especially because they're both on short rest, and who knows if they come out slow. They're both mm. travel, or excuse me, the Wings aren't traveling. The Liberty are traveling as well. The Wings are already home. Um, so, it, yeah, I I don't really feel super confident in any one particular quarter or half in this one. I'd probably just stick with the full game. Are we going to have Benijah Laney back? Do we know? I know that she was taking some reps at practice. I thought the injury report is finally clean for the first time for New York. We did get her back in that Mercury game, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, right, yes. So we, yeah, she she came off the bench and had to shake off some rust, but this, you know, now this will be her second game back, and uh, mm. yeah, that'll be a big factor. You're right. Yeah, or just getting some just getting some reps in before maybe making playoffs, and it's funny because the, the Wings and the Liberty, for the similar reasons, because they're so streaky on offense and they love to shoot threes, it feels like, I lean towards never betting either of these teams. But if you had to make me pick a side here, I think I I think I lean Liberty. I know that we like the, the over better, but would you, if you had to pick a side, where would you go? Ooh, I mean, I would prefer to take a side live probably rather than pregame okay. on this one because yeah. these two teams, like you said, are so streaky and inconsistent. You could see one mm -hmm. team get down by 15 or 20 and end up being a five-point game. But it depends on Arike's status for me. Yes. We don't know her status yet. She she came back for the last game, and then she left in the fourth quarter with another injury. So we'll mm -hmm. see if she's back or not. But then again, they've played a lot better without her in those last three games. So, again, who knows? I think I would probably lean towards the Liberty, too, in this one, though, just because the Wings are coming off that winning streak and the Liberty need the win more at this point with the with the yes. Wings starting to look comfortably in the playoffs and the Liberty coming off that terrible loss where they really need a bounce back. I'd probably lean towards the Liberty, but I'd look more live. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally with you. And why do you think it is that the Wings offense seems to work a little bit better with Arike out, just frees it up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's just more team basketball. There's just more movement. Yeah. You know, Arike is a great one-on-one -on -one scorer. Yeah which can really come in handy if the shot clock's off and there's a tie game, but it's not necessarily your best sort of offense, you know, throughout 39 minutes of the game when you mm -hmm. have players like Alicia Gray and Kayla Thornton who can 
really play so much more team basketball. So I think there is something. To, I'm not going to say the Wings are like a better team if Rike doesn't play, but I do think there is something too that the style that they play without Rike, you know, it's just different. Yeah, I'm surprised to see them in the position that they're in now, that they're sitting kind of firmly in that sixth spot. I think that that's one of the most, if you told me at the start of the season that's where the Wings were going to be, I would be surprised to hear that. And you know what I'm excited for with the Wings? We've texted about this, how crazy the Wings are as road underdogs. I think they're, oh, yeah. I think they're 20 and 8 in the last two years, if I'm correct, 10 and 5 <laughs> last year, 10 and 3 this year against the spread. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a road underdog in the playoffs. It doesn't yes. matter what happens. Whoever they play, they're going to be a road underdog for games one and two. So I wouldn't mind. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I wouldn't mind sprinkling a little bit of wings to win the first round series. <laughs> Who? Well, right now it'd be what? The Sun? Because it's three seed versus the six seed. Yep. And yep. So we're saying it would be the Connecticut Sun versus the Wings. It's a little bit spicy. I, I wouldn't put it's... too much on it, but I wouldn't mind taking a shot. <laughs> There's going to be opportunities. We'll say that much. Yeah. Let's let's look at the Tuesday games now. <laughs> Storm at Sky, 5 p.m. Pacific time. The Storm and the Mystics, by the way, kind of jockeying for that four spot. Obviously, the Storm have it now. The Mystics, unbelievable. We're recording after that Mystics loss on Sunday, and my gosh. Like, we're not, I mean, the officiating, let's not even get into it. We don't even have to. But uh, the Mystics are coming off of a loss, unfortunately. Uh, the Storm also coming off of a loss to the Aces. Uh, also from Sunday, and that Storm, number one defensive rating against the Sky, second in offensive rating. What do you think we'll see here? Uh, so, yeah, these games we don't have lines for you. I think the Sky will mm -hmm. be three, I don't know, one possession favorites or so. Sure, uh, at home. Maybe, yeah, at home, possibly a little bit more with the Storm just coming off of that loss. So we'll see. It's hard to bet against the Sky right now. The Sky barely yeah. covered today. Well, they didn't cover the closing line. They covered the opening line. They won by three. I think it opened at two and a half, closed at four. Uh, but they were up by a lot more than that all game before the sun came back. The Sky, with the exception maybe of that Commissioner's Cup game, have just been rolling in the last few weeks. And it's it'd be really hard for me to see me betting against them. Yeah, and the Sky are just doing so many things well. And to your point about team basketball, it's like it's the assist-to-turnover ratio. It's the uh, getting points off of the bench. They have, I think, the highest free-throw shooting percentage as well. So they're just doing everything fundamentally so well. And everybody's able to contribute where they can have Candace Parker go out for a game and still win in cover. They can have Courtney Vandersloot go out for a game and still win in cover. So the Sky are just rightfully at the top for me right now. The Storm are such a wild card because they have Brianna Stewart. Where are you at with the MVP race? Obviously, that was a topic of discussion when we got to see Asia Wilson versus Brianna Stewart. And I liked the point that a lot of people made that Brianna Stewart's having to do a lot more because her team's just not contributing the way that Asia's team is. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a lot closer to 50-50 than I think the last time I checked the odds, what the books are making. I think I saw Asia at minus 150 and Stewie at plus 120 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I want to say they don't even have odds for anyone else anymore. It's clearly those two. Uh, <laughs> But to me, it's a lot more close to 50-50 than that. I do think that voters take team success into account. And obviously, the Aces were already ahead of the Storm, and then they got that road win today, which really solidifies them finishing ahead of the Storm. Still in it for the one seed, probably going to get the two seed or the Aces. So I think Asia's going to have that advantage. Um, but you're mm -hmm. right. The flip side of the team being better is that Stewie has had to do more. And Stewie, in a loss today... I forget what her exact stat line was. She scored 30-something points, though. She went yeah. crazy. She kept them in it all game. So, to and me... they still lost. And they still lost. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, to, I mean, to me, it's neck and neck. Yeah. 
I, I think Sky are going to win this game, but I I feel more comfortable with something like a money line than having to mess with the spread if you want to do something pre-game. And I also think that you're going to get a live opportunity because they have Brianna Stewart, so maybe the Storm go on a run. Uh, do you think we look under in this game? What total do you think we'll see? Because this is a really good defensive matchup. This is a good defensive matchup, but I think we could see something, I don't know, in the low to mid-160s, and I could definitely see taking an under in this one. Um, and I, I do, back to your point about taking the sky, though, I like. I, I think the sky, to me, are almost the anti-fever in the sense that the fever of that team... The closers. Yeah. yeah, well, the fever get down by so much, and then you live bet them, and they come back, right? Yes. Except for last game, and I feel like the sky get up by so much and, and then, then they trail off and then they coast right and that happened yeah. today i think they were up by 17 i actually bet them live today the sun plus 15 and a half when they were down by 17 against the sky and they lost by three yeah. so uh yeah i agree with what you said about maybe the storm going on a run with stewie uh, if the storm get down by a lot i would probably live bet the storm but i also yeah i think i would lean towards an under on this game if we get anything you know mid 160s it's interesting you, you bring that up because I agree with you. I don't even think about it as much because for me, the Sky are a closer in the sense of a money line closer. Like if they're down in a fourth quarter, I trust them to be able to come back and win a game. But I don't trust them to be able to cover the spread at that point. So we're going to see – we've seen this really since the start of the season with the Sky. They've seen a lot of close games that they can close out, but they're not going to cover. So that that's a really interesting <laughs> point too. If you're, if you're looking at the spread, exactly. it's, it's not necessarily what they're going to do. Um <laughs> This is all very interesting, too, because the other matchup is the Dream at the Aces, 7 p.m. Pacific time. And obviously, the Aces in the sky, the top two teams. So I'm interested in this, obviously, as it pertains to playoffs, because Dream at Aces could be the first series of playoffs, the two versus the seven right now. Aces hosting the Dream. So we're kind of getting a little bit of a preview. Um, and I'm just going to go into the weeds of the playoff picture here for a second. But so the Sky are number one right now. They would take on the number eight seed. Not even going to mess around with who that's going to be because I don't, I don't care. I think the Sky are going to knock them out. <laughs> Let's say they do that. Right now, Mystics would knock out Seattle maybe. Mystics go on to take out the Sky. Basically, I'm fast-forwarding all the way to saying we could see an Aces-Mystics championship or a Sky-Aces championship, and I'm all very interested in, in all of that. So uh, right now, getting a little preview perhaps of the first series in Dream at Aces. Thoughts? Yeah, well, the Dream won a game against the Aces already this mm -hmm. season, and the Dream are another one of those teams. I actually, I keep saying this. I feel like it's just basically everyone in that big group after the Big Five, everyone from like 6 to 11 in the league, has a really high ceiling and a really low floor. We talk about yeah. the Liberty beat the Aces and and then, you know, laid an egg against the Mercury and like the Wings, inconsistent. And the Dream, same thing, like beat the Aces and then they could get smoked by someone bad on any given night. So who knows? But they have a high enough ceiling that this one could be interesting. The spread should be in the double digits. And if it's not, I'll take Aces, absolutely. Uh, but yeah. if it starts to get pretty high into that mid-teens range, I could see taking the Dream because they also need it more. Like you said, they're right on the cut line. For that eight seed and the aces aren't very deep so you got to think the aces are starting to think about maybe resting some starters a little bit down the stretch mm -hmm. here they start to get locked into that two seed and even the aces are probably in a position where they don't care that much if they did drop to the three seed without the double buy at the two seed anymore with the new playoff format so i could definitely see the dream hanging around in this one i agree with you and the last time they played in july they were 13 point favorites and the dream did cover that 
of course, the Aces were the favorites there. But we saw really big spreads with the Aces, and they started to not be able to cover them. They weren't even favored in their last two games, the Sky and the Storm. Uh, but they did cover both those games. So Aces as an underdog, absolutely. How often do you get that? But Aces laying well over 10 is a different story. So I, I agree with you here. And I think that the Aces, I don't want to say have been struggling as of late, but they're definitely not the team that we were seeing that was tearing through the league at the start of the season. No, and to your question about how often do we get that, never before those two. I think the, I think they <laughs> right. were favorites literally every single game before those two all season, Yeah, uh, which is wild to think about. On the road, it didn't matter. But, uh, you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Aces have sort of it's, – it's not the same Aces that we saw in May where everyone thought there was the Aces and then there was everyone else, right? There was a huge right. gap. There's not that gap anymore. The Aces are right there in that group of five with – those other four teams at the top I don't you know they may or may not even be the best team so it'll be interesting to see I also think the aces they did barely go over today against the storm mm -hmm. uh, I think by a point or two at the end but before that they've been hitting some unders recently uh yeah, if I a lot of unders yeah right a lot and of them <laughs> I think yeah which are still high they scoring four games. straight and then two overs, yeah. Uh, exactly. Just not not quite as high scoring as the books thing. I mean, they're, they're still, you know, they're not going to ever play games in the 150s. But when the books are hanging mid-170s and they're staying in the mid-upper 160s, they're going to start hit those under. So, wouldn't be shocked. Eight, by the way. It was eight in a row, not four. It was way Eight off. straight unders. Eight unders eight in a row. Wait, I, I didn't even remember. One, that two, name. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then the last <sighs> two games have been overs. But that's just because it's finally started to adjust a little bit. Yeah. Frankly... I'm shocked that they went over in a Seattle and a Chicago game because, again, good defenses. So I'm surprised that even we even saw that. Yeah, and the Dream have a good defense too, but they also play at such a fast pace that it's really hard to figure out their totals sometimes. So we'll see what the total oh, is man. at in this one. I would I would see this one. I being sneaky played. think we're gonna get like an eight and a half on the Aces, and I'm gonna love that. Wow, on the spread, and you'll take Aces yeah, I, minus eight and a half. I hope I. I mean, obviously, I, I mean it could be something more like ten, and I still like that to your point. But over ten, then we start getting in murky water. Yeah, no, I would love to take eight and a half as well if we get that. I would take ten too. Where do you have they the total? Have, do they, the Dream have more to play for right now? A little bit. They do. I think they do. Yeah, I think. So getting maybe into the line reflects is, that. Is a lot more important than getting a two or three seed or whatever the Aces are playing for. Um, where do you have the total though? Ooh, well, I think the Aces totals, to your point, have been a little bit too high, especially all those ones sitting in the 170s. Their last one against the Dream was 173. It went under. If we get something in the 170s, I want to go under. I think we'll get 168, maybe. Yeah, I probably would lay off at 168, but I'm with you. I would definitely take anything under in the 170s, 170 and up. Yeah, it's it's that that era is over. I think for these, <laughs> it's the overs <laughs> of the one seventies. At least for now, maybe we'll yeah. we'll see that change in playoffs. Uh, last one, the Sun at the Spark, seven thirty p.m. Pacific time. The Sparks right now uh, are in eleventh. The Sun are in third. So this, who does this matter to in this game? <laughs> Tell me who this matters to. Does, does this, do the Sparks have anything to play for at this point? Well, as long as you're still in the playoff race, you definitely have something to play for, especially because the Sparks don't have their own first-round pick next year, which means missing the playoffs and getting a 9 through 12. Does nothing for them. It doesn't help them. They're not going to be in <laughs> the lottery huge. anyway. Yep. So as if they're not mathematically eliminated, they might as well give it a shot, which is what we saw just before we hopped on recording here when they beat the mm -hmm. Mystics on the road. Uh, in terms of the Sun, you have the standings still pulled up again. How many spots between the Sun and fourth place right now? The Sun in fourth? 
The Got Sun it. are 22 and 11. The Storm are 20 and 12. So they're two games ahead of the Storm who okay. are in that fourth place spot. Because to me, I think that's what the Sun have to play for right now. You don't want well, to fall. Also, the Sun are 22 and 11. The Aces are 22 and 10. Unfortunately, I believe the Aces swept the Sun. No, the Sun got one, I think. I think the Aces they might have the tiebreaker, though. Is it two to one, I think? I no, think... no, you're right. You're they, right, yeah. They, they played it back to back. The Sky are the ones who swept the Sun. That, the Sky swept the Sun. That's right. That's right. Yep. The Sun and the Aces played a back to back, I think, and they split, mm. if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. So, so both west, at 22 so... wins right now. Yeah, so the what the Sun have to play for, I mean, they don't want to drop into the 4-5 matchup because then you have to play one of the big five in the first round. Right. You'd rather right. definitely rather play 6-7 or 8. They also, sure. to your point, if they're close enough to the Aces at 2, could sneak up into 2 and get home court in that 2 versus 3, which would be a big deal as well. So they definitely have something to play for as well. And I think we saw last year the Sun, Kurt Miller, is like the kind of coach, another kind of team that like doesn't care if they don't have anything to play for. They still play hard. And right. I messed that up last year. In the last <laughs> week of the regular season, I sort of faded the Sun because they had wrapped up the one seed at a certain point, and I thought, they're going to rest. They're going to coast into the playoffs. Why are they still trying? And they still tried, and they kept covering, and I lost So annoying. Not making the same mistake again. The Sun are going to be going hard. It doesn't matter if they wrap up their spot. That's who they are. <laughs> what do you think this line is going to be? Because last time they played was only once back in May. LA lost by 17. It was 77 to 60. Awfully low scoring. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think uh, I think we're going to get another, or at least we should get another double-digit line. I think we could get a similar line, not totals, but spread-wise as the Aces dream. Isn't that crazy? Like, the Sparks yeah. are still battling for a playoff spot, and you're going to give them double-digit points. Yeah, well, the Mystics gave them double-digit points today, too, and the Mystics didn't even win outright, so yeah. maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe the books adjust to that, but uh, I still think, I mean, the Sun are a little bit better than the Mystics, too. I do think the Sun should still be given double-digit points, but we'd probably be wrong to count the Sparks out if they're getting mm -hmm. 11, 12, and it starts to get that high. It's really hard to bet the sides right now is what I'm gathering from our discussion. It's yeah. very hard to bet the sides. Yeah, I uh, I should point out, it wasn't just the Sun last year. It was just in general. That last week of the regular yeah. season just wrecked me. I was up like 12 units, and I finished up like three units because I, that last week of the regular season is so weird and so crazy. I really should probably just start to play it light. And I think that's what's gotten me the last two or three days, too. I think I won like nine bets in a row, and then now I'm like two and six this weekend. Uh, so yeah. it's just the end of season stuff is weird. It's hard to figure out. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I had a really, really good hot streak, and then the last couple games, I've just almost stayed off of, just for the reason that of what of what you had to experience there, where you're just like, what the heck was that? It went against everything that we know it should be. So that's kind of the part of the season that we're in right now. Uh, the Sparks, two games behind the Mercury and the Dream. Do you think the Mercury make the playoffs? <laughs> no. Uh, but no, right? No. Not exactly a hot take, more of a lukewarm I, take. I mean, I didn't think they had any chance of winning without Skyler or DT yesterday, and they won easily. And, so what yeah. do I know? But no, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Sun win this. Is there, a, is there a money line parlay to be made here? Sun to win? <laughs> Aces to win? Storm Sky, I don't really want to touch that. Maybe Sky to win? No, I mean... Sun Aces, if you just go those two, I could see yeah. it being still, like, maybe good, but also, like, pretty juiced still, I think. Yeah. I mean, I if know. you're just combining two minus 500s or whatever it is, so... Under we'll, in the we'll Sun Sparks see. game or over? 
Uh, let's see. Depends what we get, but I th- if we get I'm anything saying. in the 160s, I would take under. I think this game is going to be... I'm saying like under 166, 165. Yeah, definitely take the under there. If we can get that. Uh, this game's I feel like will be around 160, maybe upper 150s. So if we're getting even sure. like maybe a 162 and a half, I think I'd probably still lean on the under on that. If we're getting 159 and a half, which is similar to what we got against the Mystics, I would look over. I would, yeah. Once we start to get down into the 150s, I yeah. think I would probably lay off at 159 and a half. If we get down to like 158, I would probably start to take the over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And obviously, we're going to bring you back on on uh, for Friday's pod as well to break down the Friday-Saturday games as we wrap up the season here. We're going to have to look at some of the Sunday ones as well because those are going to be the last games. I think all six uh, or all 12 teams play six games on Sunday, which is going to be fantastic yes. watching. I'm going to have all my screens going. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be elite. It's gonna be great for live betting. I'm very excited for it, and as always, very excited to have Calvin Wetzel on. So make sure you follow him. You can find him on Twitter at cwetzel31. Calvin, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. All right, thank you for listening to Los Angeles CityCast. Remember, new shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll have Calvin back on on Friday, so look for him then. We'll be back with more Los Angeles betting action on Wednesday on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.